0: He had it, lost it. Iserman
1: picks it up. Iserman moving. Blue line chance. the
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Puck Puck
1: Pass, and these are your hosts, the Hockey Know-It-Alls, KJ and Zach Mass.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Puck Puck Pass. We're glad to be back. As always, I'm KJ, joined by Zach Mack. How are you this beautiful Friday evening, Zach Mack? How's how's barbecue week treating you?
1: Yeah, I'm doing well, KJ. I appreciate you asking. It's been a long week, but uh, glad to be back here. We do have... I'm surprised you knew about that, to be honest with you. Did I say something? I,
0: I think you mentioned it, yeah. Trust me, I'm not, I'm not hip with the Memphis Times, <laughs> so I think you mentioned it.
1: Yeah, no, it's cool. It's the World Championship uh barbecue cook-off. So, they did uh shoulder yesterday. I think they're judging ribs today. It's cool. People come from all over get to try some good food. It's oh, so stuff. it's like a
0: di- wait, so it's like a different type of barbecue every night.
1: Yeah, so it's sh- they're doing ribs today and then tomorrow t- I don't know what tomorrow is. I is just it know like- it's Shoulder it, on Thursday and ribs on Friday.
0: Is there, like, a barbecue chicken pizza day? Because, that like, that's my barbecue. I'd vote for it. That's my big city barbecue. No, I actually, I was jealous of you. Actually, It's been a long time since I've had, like, good barbecue. And you probably have it all the time, living where you do. But on the East Coast, it's mostly, like, pizza and, and really, really good bagels. So that's about it.
1: No, yeah, I mean, I I'd struggle to find good pizza, so... I will level with you on that.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we draw even on that one. Yeah. I'm not I'm not as jealous. Let's we speaking of getting barbecued. Let's just hop right into what the Boston Bruins did to the Carolina Hurricanes. We got a really cool, really fun show for you guys today. We got a lot to talk about. Um so let's just get right into holy hell. Boston just took it to Carolina for four quick games.
1: Yeah, the sweep of the sweep of the sweep. Yeah, weird trend. Yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't look good for Boston in the final, uh, if that continues. But uh, honestly, I think this series swung on game one. Yeah, I – why do you – well, I kind of agree with you, but why do you say that? Uh, I believe last time uh, we talked, game one had happened, and it was when Carolina took bad penalties. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, that was game one, and it seemed like that's when – their shoulders dropped, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I mean that was that was tough. The, both those games in Boston were definitely a shot to Carolina. But I think the biggest thing for me after watching this Carolina team, especially at home, was Game Three. When like Justin Williams takes three, Justin Williams takes three penalties in the first period, which is really tough for your captain. And they Carolina looked like a totally different team in the first period of that Game Three. They looked like the better team. And they just took it to Boston. They gave them everything they had and just wasn't enough. I mean, Tuka Rask. I have him circled, starred, underline. What a what a series. What a past seven games, honestly. I mean, the guy's been on fire. He's I don't know if he's like record setting pace, but it feels like he has to be with the numbers he's been putting up.
1: Yeah, uh that's a good point about game three. Uh Rask stood on his head. Absolutely. And you're right about that first period. Carolina came out like like they should have, honestly. They were at home finally. Like in the we expected them
0: to in game one and two, honestly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you're right, Justin Williams is in the box three times. It's hard to explain. He's, some of it you don't know really what he's doing out there. And it just seemed like, you know if if game one wasn't swing enough, then you're right, that first period was oh boy, we've we have a huge hole to climb out of.
0: Yeah, and that, that Justin Williams play that everyone was talking about, it looked bad and I know We've had, and I hate that I even have to say this, but like we've had Boston dudes jumping down our throat about that Justin Williams play because of how many times we've gotten on Brad Marchand for what he does, and it's not a trend, but that looked bad, and I like I I was kind of like iffy about not Justin Williams because I know he's not a dirty player, but I was hoping hoping that the next you know what ended up being five periods of that series they didn't really turn into anything too dirty which was good because you just you just don't want that I mean there's videos of Carolina fans right now going nuts but at least they, it was like a clean cut like I don't have any anything in my mind sticking out about Carolina that was like ah oh. I mean they had a good run but do you want to go out like that like they went out fine they got beat by a better
1: team yeah yeah obviously the what Williams did was comparable to what Marshawn did I'm I'm I don't like either play, obviously. Um, once Marshawn wasn't punished for it, though. I mean, there's nothing really you can do. And to the point, yeah, fan, the fans are. You know, the, I see it on Twitter everywhere. Obviously, there's there's videos people posting about fans, and if it comes to my mind, is those seats were empty, uh, not even a year ago. So, at least they're getting somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. You're right, and that that's important, especially with that franchise. So, in when you're not filling arenas you tend to get anybody and everybody and that includes the bad seeds of the franchise once tickets you know like when tickets are more desirable people that are just there to be an asshole stop going because they're not the you know like then they become the only asshole in the stadium in the arena right so this is kind of, i mean i'm not defending the fan because i i get on fan bases all the time especially living here in philly like you can't act like that, but as far as, like, Carolina and how fans can affect a team's reputation, these fans early on and what could be, like, a blooming Carolina Hurricanes team, I'm not giving it much thought.
1: Right. I mean, they're just passionate fans, whether they're manifesting it correctly or not. I mean, it's it's a stepping stone at this point. If an ugly stepping stone, albeit, but it's a stepping stone.
0: Yeah, I, I think a lot of the backlash for, like, I mean, every team that gets swept gets, like, memed on Twitter and Facebook and everything, so that's going to happen. And I think a lot of, like, the anti-surge crowd was just waiting for them to lose, which says a lot about the anti-surge crowd. I I mean, get over it. But they were excited to celebrate their loss, and I'm sure Carolina is just as excited to move forward. Uh, And they're they're a really good team. The – You mentioned it before. This is the third round in a row with a sweep. uh, All in the Eastern Conference. Weird.
1: Yeah, that is weird.
0: I I mean, what do you... When you're watching the playoffs and, like, we always talk about... Because we're going to watch it no matter what. But we're always talking about, like, bringing new fans to hockey, especially during the playoffs because it's the most exciting time. Do you think having... Would you rather have one sweep each of these rounds or, like, Three in the first, or two in the first, and one sweep in the second round. Because like this is one of two series, and now it's over.
1: Yeah, no, I I would much rather have uh four sweeps, five sweeps in the first round, and no more. Uh, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I when you get this deep into the playoffs, and you're you're low on as a fan, you're low on games. We've only got one game every night, and now we've got one every other night for a little bit. And it's it's a little bit greedy as a fan, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I'd like to see a little bit more hockey when we're this deep into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the conference finals, if one series ends up being a sweep, for the rest of the playoffs, you've got one game a night. Yeah, and then you know Depressive. you start getting in the travel days and two days between in, between in between games, and yeah, this is the kind of the I think the end of the like the first conference finals to end is really when it like sets in that the season's almost over and depression starts to kick in. And and then I got to watch the other side of the bracket in the Western Conference Finals and see what what's going on with this series. And it's like, what the, what is going on with officials in this, in this playoff series? Let Well, no, let's talk Sharks blues and then get it. We'll kind of phase into the referees. It's a really good series.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, I mean, it's it's kind of hard. It's it's a little tough to break down without mentioning officials. But you're yeah. right. I mean, there it's it's really two teams giving it their all. Uh, there's not you know a huge outlier. Not one team is way better than the other. I think one team's got strengths, or the other one doesn't. It's it's creating a good matchup. Obviously, way different than what we're seeing in the East. But I mean, whether you like the teams or not, I think this is a lot more fun to watch than than the Eastern Conference series was.
0: This, yeah, this has been fun to, and I mentioned it before, it's like, I I wish both these teams could lose, and since they can, I'm just, I'm going to enjoy the series, especially because it's really the last series where I won't be yelling at my TV against one team or another, because now that I know that Boston's in the final, you know, no matter who comes out of this series, you know, I just want to be healthy and ready to hopefully sweep. or.
1: Yeah, I was gonna, I, I'm anti
0: sweep in the finals, but like five games.
1: No, yeah, I was I was gonna ask you if it ended up being Sharks Bruins, what 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 your what side you were gonna be on?
0: Sharks Bruins, I'd still have to go Sharks. I mean the 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 main aspect of these two teams that are just such a thorn in my side is when one of them wins the cup this year. Hopefully, if one of them wins the cup this year, it's still just their first cup, so I'm not too worried about it. And as a Red Wings fan, you should feel good about that, too, because not only did you dominate these two teams for two decades, now, you know, they have won to year 11. So, you know, yeah, suck it.
1: Right, right, right. Exactly.
0: The This series, though, it's a good series. Bennington's look shaky at times. Um, this is a really powerful Sharks attack. And then the other way, St. Louis is, like, they're almost mischievous with the puck. Like... They're not direct with anything they do in the offensive zone and I like that a lot and I think it's the reason they're this part of the reason that they're this far.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think this is another just like the um, it seems to be a blues trend just like the blues stars series. I don't really know which way this one's gonna go if if we take out the factor of officiating.
0: <laughs> yeah, well let's you know what, let's just get into it. Uh, another really bad missed call. Uh, Well, it's like missed calls, calls that shouldn't have been made, whatever. But Timo Meyer clearly commits, does. does he, he uses his hand to pass the puck to Gustav Nyquist, who dumps it right to Eric Carlson. And the hand pass directly led to the goal. Whether or not that matters isn't even – like there's no hand pass in the offensive zone. There's no hand pass. Right. Like you can't do it. And they did it right in front of the crease – I guess the referee's view was obstructed. I guess that happens, but it led directly to the goal. Anyone arguing against that is out of their mind. And Jay Meester's leg grazing the puck doesn't mean possession. So Blues ultimately, you know, lose the game because of it, but. This is getting too common. We've had every episode since we kind of like had a reboot here. Every episode since our reboot, we've been talking about the refs. I've raised my voice about the referees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's honestly, it's ridiculous at this point. It's a weird, this hand pass was a weird situation in that literally everybody knew that it was a hand pass. The Blues knew, the Sharks knew, except the refs. Like my girlfriend who hasn't watched hockey ever since about halfway through this season, said at the time, can they, can they score like that? And it, it was just so weird that not a single official was in position to see what happened.
0: Yeah, like, why can no official see the crease? Yeah, I... that's, that's so odd to me. Like, even if you're just moving to, if you're making the attempt to see the crease, you see this play happen, and I'm really not totally convinced that no one saw this play happen, but... It's it's another one of those things where and the sharks are involved, of course, but like make the call, don't make the call, you know, you're you're the devil in someone's eyes, and no one wants to be that. And it's it's affected all these referees, and it's embarrassing, honestly, because this is this is our time to shine. I mentioned it in the beginning. The the playoffs are when hockey gets new fans. And for this stuff to be going on, I mean this is inexcusable by the refs, the leagues, everybody. It's it's just nonstop.
1: Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate that they had to miss one that, that caused the game to be over. It gave somebody the win. I mean, I, I've put it all over Twitter. You probably know my stance at this point. If the refs missed a call on David Prawn as well, he flipped the puck over the glass. I couldn't believe they didn't call that. Um, He goes on moments later to score the next two goals, put the blues up. So I mean, Blues fans are going to be complaining about a missed call that cost them the game. But without missed calls, you're not even you you're, you lost the game anyway. It's too, it's you're down two one in the series either way. So it's it's unfortunate that it happened to cause the result of a game, but it's been happening all postseason, whether it's the result of a game or not.
0: Yeah, and it does. I I saw you I saw you tweet that out, and it's it's a valid point. It you know it goes back to like the don't give up four goals on penalty kill type thing and for this it's it's a little different because like you said everybody knew that Eric Carlson didn't even celebrate right away Gustav Nyquist didn't celebrate. yeah right
1: yeah away. I noticed that like
0: they knew that this shouldn't have counted and regardless of like yes delay a game is delay a game that's Missed more than a a deliberate hand pass in front of the And that doesn't make it right, but this, this more so it's not as egregious as giving Cody Eakin a five minute major, but the end result via four power play goals or the game winning goal is almost more demonstrative in the, in the sense that we all know, no one's arguing whether or not it should have, what the penalty should have been. We all know the puck the puck should have been dead. Yeah. And I think that's where it, it changes a little bit and even Sharks fans, the the bold Sharks fans are out here on social media just kind of saying, uh, oh, definitely got away with one there. And it happens. I mean, both teams are gonna get away with their stuff with stuff. It's just crazy that it keeps happening for the Sharks.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people all the time. Yeah, a lot of people are dogging the refs and I mean to a certain extent they they deserve it, but they're not getting helped out by the the play not being reviewable. I know we overuse the cliche of, you know, refs are only human. They're going to make mistakes. And and I get that. I don't, I don't like overusing that because I think we should hold the refs to a certain standard. That's a little bit higher than that. But at the same time, if this is reviewable, then, you know, it's a quick review. I think takes less than a minute. We're moving on. Let's play some more OT. And I don't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's voted on by the GMs, correct?
0: Yeah, I mean, it'd be like in the owners' meetings. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I go ahead.
1: No, I, that, I mean that was pretty much my point. Is just, I mean, we've got to. I don't know why something like this is not reviewable. Obviously, they're going to look at it now, but it's just a shame that it took this to get there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's probably not great for the uh, the old PR department when the league is constantly apologizing to teams and, and admitting that they, they missed one and just don't like, I get holding the refs to a certain level of accountability by not putting like robots or, or video review or whatever your stance is. But like these refs aren't total, it has to be made like the league has to apologize for these refs to show any accountability. That's basically how it is. And I don't want a league where the only accountability we get is something that changes the landscape of uh, hockey for that week or that series or whatever it is. That's just not how it should go. It's crazy to me that there's not like someone in Toronto watching this game who's like watching the replay in that 30 seconds between goal and face off. I guess this is overtime, so it's tough. But just be reviewing all the game's going and – no issue. We can see that. Oh, and, and obviously the rule has to be adjusted too for like the Gabe landis Cog situation. But for this, I mean, there's there's no reason this couldn't have been looked at, other than the fact that the rules in place that it can't be looked at.
1: You're right, because honestly, now that you say that, I'm picturing Toronto that they're sitting in the booth because they're watching the game, obviously, and this the calls made, the goals scored, the refs get together, and all they're doing. Or all I'm hoping that they're doing is going. Oh man, I hope they reverse this. I hope they I hope they get together and they reverse this. And it it's just a. Sh- You're right. It's such a shame that they can't call down and just be like, "Hey, this you got it." I wrong, just picture it like. Wrong.
0: Have you ever seen like any movie that's ever shown NASA and how it's like 50 TVs on the wall and like stadium seating and they all yeah little nerd computers in front of them. Um, <laughs> that's how I picture like the Toronto office during games. Like, why is someone not able to pick up a phone? Each seat is designated to like a certain broadcast. Just pick up the line and go over with them. That's what the NFL does right, and I don't know if the NBA does it because I haven't really been paying attention to the playoffs that much. But like the NFL brings in Mike Pereira or or whoever the like the former head of referees or what, it goes over why this isn't being called. If there's someone in the booth doing that two nights ago as we record this then yeah people are so pissed that it didn't get called but at least we know right away why we're not reviewing it because we can't when we find out later because elliot friedman tweeted out the rule book that's that's too late you're already losing people because of it
1: yeah yeah uh did you see did you see they asked rob brindemore about it and he had a somewhat of a solution did you see that and what are your thoughts do you think it could work i definitely saw someone retweet it now i can't think of exactly what it was I he said he said something like uh take two of the refs off the ice and put them in the box or something
0: oh so there yeah so, so that essentially, that, essentially kind essentially, of like
1: what we were saying but like there's two on the ice and then two off the ice i guess is what he was yeah saying.
0: i mean i'm willing to try anything at this point
1: I mean, something is what we have. Speaking of what you said,
0: I want to bring up one of the foamiest, funniest Twitter moments I've seen in a while. Um, You know, after all this, Martin St. Louis, NHL legend, tweets out, (laughs) At NHL, you have to figure out how to get the right calls. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. You have the video. Take the 20 seconds you need and make the correct call. It was a great game and shouldn't have been decided by a missed call. Every goal should be reviewed so they get the right call. Yeah, I I get what he's saying. I think every, every goal should be reviewed, I agree with. But the best was the response from some guy who clearly has no idea who Martin St. Louis is. It says, why don't you talk about these, you biased dickhead? And it was like missed calls, I guess, on the Sharks. But the point being, the guy thought it was some guy named Martin who just really liked St. Louis. Instead of Martin St. Louis. It had me rolling on the floor. I was laughing. And you said about it. Best, so like I was wondering when this was gonna happen, old Marty. Like
1: Yeah, it's in, in times
0: like this, it's gotta be a common thing. Yeah,
1: it's it's funny too, because I didn't see it until you retweeted it. And then that's the first thing I thought of. was when I was a kid, I was I was confused. I mean, obviously I'm young, I'm watching hockey and I'm like, this guy's last name is St. Louis. What is, what is this? I'm just sounding out letters at that, at that age. And it it honestly shocks me that something like this didn't happen earlier. And I know obviously like Twitter and the internet wasn't as big back then, but yeah, it's, it's, I thought it was hilarious too. I I gave it a little chuckle at work when I saw it and uh, yeah, I was just long time coming. I thought this was, (laughs) this was, it works. It's
0: similar to me when I was a kid, uh, Dan Highnote, he played for the uh the, the Avalanche. Avalanche. Yeah. yeah. And I always thought it was weird that High Note didn't play for the Blues. <laughs> like I that always was in my head, obviously when I was like ten, eleven, twelve, not yeah. six, but um yeah. Dan Highnote, American hockey player from Florida, actually.
1: It's funny that we're <laughs> we're sharing stories about when we're a kid and there's this grown ass man on Twitter who thinks his last name is St. Louis. It's funny.
0: Yeah, I didn't even realize we just we just kept burying that guy. As- <laughs> uh, so yeah, that is the conference finals. I'm really looking forward to our Stanley Cup episodes. are going to be awesome, but yeah. I really want to enjoy this series right now because it's kind of like the last pure... I-, I dislike both teams, but for m- much lesser reasons than... Much lesser. For lesser reasons than I dislike the Bruins, so this will be a really fun series
1: to finish out, and Hopefully, um,
0: the winning team can stay healthy enough.
1: Um, Yeah, and and it sounds like when Stanley Cup finals roll around, we'll finally be on the same side.
0: Yes, finally. I do want to say the uh, Boston Bruins did not touch the Prince of Wales trophy last night. Something to keep in mind.
1: Oh, I didn't didn't even watch to see.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. I saw a picture. Um, So moving on from the playoffs, which a lot of teams have done recently, uh, including <laughs> the Dallas Stars, they signed Esselinkel to like five year, six six year five point eight AAV contract. There's a little bit of recency coming in with people's thoughts on this contract because of the diving thing. It's not a bad contract. It's a lot of money for a guy who isn't like a perennial superstar, but he's a really good defenseman. The Stars lost a lot of defensemen early in the year to injury. Including Lindell for for a, a smaller amount, but of time, but
1: he's a guy they wanted no. to lock
0: up, and I think it's a fine contract, just fine.
1: Yeah, I I'm a big fan of the contract, and I'm actually a lot more excited about Dallas now. I think they know what they're doing. Uh, they got Klingberg, Heiskanen, and uh, Lindell. 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 Now, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a, a a good defensive young core that they're building around. Obviously, they've got offensive talent that can take them pretty deep into the playoffs. And at this point, I'm just wondering if the coaching can get it together. I I think if they can put the strategy there, they could be a very, very strong team.
0: See, I I, like, I think the, the Lindell signing is a coaching move because Jim Montgomery is such a defensive guy and he knows what he wants on defense. And Roman Polak's not winning the Norris anytime soon, but he's, he's a, from what I understand, and I'm not in the locker room with these guys, obviously, but he, I get the feeling from at least from Toronto that he's a locker room guy, like he's a good guy to have around. So now you've got Polak amongst the three kids that you said, and I. This kind of goes to a coaching move. I think this is Jim Montgomery kind of saying these. This is one of the guys I want that we haven't signed moving forward for a defensive team.
1: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Uh, I didn't think about that. What do you think? Where do they go offensively then? If they've, they've got this signing, now they've got their core on defense. They, it seems like they know what they're doing there. I think it's the
0: same thing uh, that you'd probably say for most depth teams with uh, in, that have like the superstar power that Dallas has. You just go for depth. Just keep trying to get that depth. And now you're probably looking at kind of an abundance of third and fourth line guys, maybe like fourth line guys that are playing on the third line in Dallas. Because of that grit Um, Nothing against Montgomery But it just seems like that's the defensive style He's going for So those top two lines um, Are gonna Be the offensive superstar The flashy and everything And then the bottom two lines Bottom six guys are probably like Four or five fourth liners And a couple (laughs) guys just putting it together I mean it's the same thing you'd say to Pittsburgh Right now honestly I mean they don't have the surefire goaltending right? But You know, they've got young defenders. They could get a little better defensively, but they just need depth all around. Um, And that's where I think Dallas goes. And if Dallas goes there, you know, we're probably talking Sharks, Stars, Sharks, or Stars, Blue, something like that next year in the conference or Vegas Stars. Yeah, that's what
1: uh, what I would have said, Dallas, Vegas.
0: Yeah. Um, Also, in teams that weren't even close to the playoffs, uh, the the Buffalo Sabres signed Ralph Krueger uh, as their head coach on Wednesday. For those of you who have forgotten, Ralph Krueger was uh, – he coached the Oilers a while ago, like 20 years <laughs> ago. And he coached Team Europe in the most recent World Cup of Hockey, which Team Europe was supposed to be dog shit, and they made it to the finals. I mean, they got slapped in the finals. But, like, he coached a bunch of – not average, but, like, okay guys – to pretty far in a tournament that no one cared about. I mean, that's something. Um, so they'll look forward to him kind of building uh, around their youth, and that's really all they have going for them. I don't see a lot with this Buffalo team.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. There's there's a couple things with this uh, coaching acquisition that were stood out to me. I mean, he's spent the last half a decade coaching soccer, so I I don't Which really was know much. Really weird. Really, yeah, really weird. Yeah, I thought so too. I don't know much about Kruger. I don't know if he's just like strict strategist and he can bring it from sport to sport. I don't I don't understand that. But I also thought it was interesting. The last time he coached was during a lockout season. And what do we have coming up? That's Maybe. true. Uh, is- so I thought that was interesting. And uh, also, they're trying to get Skinner on a long-term contract. And I was reading some stuff that said, when they were discussing with Skinner about his future, some slash a majority slash I don't know what portion of it, but at least some of it hinged on where they went with coaching. So I'm really curious what how much of a hand Skinner had in this.
0: Yeah, I I mean I don't even see. I mean, there's there's a ton of behind the scenes stuff that we don't know about, but right. I'm like thinking about Skinner's career path and kind of like who he is. I don't see where the overlap would be of these two. So I'm not sure because I, I do believe that Skinner maybe turned down some guys. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm thinking. And
0: part of me, I mean, I don't want to knock Kruger because I don't know what he's going to bring to the game today because it's been a long time. Uh, but this couldn't have been someone that Skinner was seeking out. This is, right. This seems more along the lines of this is kind of like the best of the remaining worst. And, yeah. they and, they, and they got him. And they got him. They've got a coach that is probably excited to coach youth, like Eichel and Risto and uh, the new kid, Darlene. So maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. That's kind of the Sabres way. Yeah, yeah, yeah sounds about right. I, I feel like there's a lot of maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. Also, with Payne Skinner long-term, they, they paid Jack Eichel a ton of money, and I think they locked up Risto. I can't imagine they're on the same plane as Skinner right now.
1: Yeah. Does... Like, either
0: Skinner takes a pay cut because he sees something that we don't see, or Skinner's long gone.
1: Yeah, I'm – I'm count my lucky stars that I'm not a Sabre fan at this point because there seems to be just a lot of question marks surrounding the near future.
0: Yeah, basically since the 99 Cup, I'd say. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Team Europe and all that fun international stuff – The IIHF World Championships have been going on uh, since we last spoke to you guys. Pretty fun little tournament. It's nice to see Jack Hughes and Capo Caco. That's not his name. Um, Kind of play with some of the NHL guys and get their. Capo Caco? Yeah, I was right. That didn't sound right. Um, Just go out there and play with some of the NHL guys. And it's been pretty entertaining and a lot of interesting scores and finishes. this week, is anything? Well, I'll start with with this because I think I've, I've been watching it a little more closely than you from last week. Spoke, yeah, yeah. Um, the USA not off to their hottest start. They are in the top four of Group A. Uh, they're two one zero and one. I hate, I hate that there's four numbers in there. Right. <laughs> uh, but they did lose to Slovakia. They beat France, Finland, Great Britain. Uh, Canada is 3-0-0-1, also in Group A. They lost to Finland. They beat Great Britain, Britain, Slovakia, and France. So both those teams only have three games left. They both play Germany and Denmark, and then their last game of group stage is against each other, Canada-USA. That'll be fun. The big surprise to me is Germany, 4-0-0-0. I mean, there's not – I didn't even bother looking up their roster because I wouldn't remember it. Like I don't know if Drys Idol's there, and I assume Grice is not. I mean, they're you know right up there with Russia and Switzerland as far as record, as as far as points and pre- preliminary. It it's kind of weird how these things turn out.
1: Like, yeah do you have do you have the uh, schedule in front of you? Because I've got I've got points, assists, and goals leaders, and they're not on any of the top ten except goals. And it is Drysidle; he's sitting ninth yeah. or tenth.
0: No, I did. I don't have the schedule like.
1: I just don't know who they I'm played. I'm
0: assuming, well, they haven't played USA or Canada. Okay. Um, and they have one, they have one game beyond that. Maybe it's Denmark, just because that's who can't like Canada, USA, Germany, and Denmark are all kind of like on each other's schedule. for The remaining schedule, um, but right now the the top four in Group A: Germany, Finland, and then Canada and USA. Like we talked about, Finland, they're going to go as far as Kakko going to take them. They're I mean they're a good they're a good team, but they're not 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 great. I, of course neither is USA, so who am I to talk? Uh Group B Russia 400. Switzerland 4000. The Czech Republic 300 and one, and I think that changed today. Also, Radko gutis put in a shot from like mid-ice today. I, I d- saw just that. saw a glimpse of it as I was getting the podcast set up. I was cracking up. And then Sweden. In fourth, in that division, three oh oh and one there's a bunch of other teams. Great Britain has put on a decent show. Um, but those four teams, those four teams from each group are the ones that are going to advance. Has anyone jumped out at you? And, and with the Stanley Cup playoffs going on, it's really hard to pay a ton of attention to this. But I do try to catch it as much as possible. Has
1: anything stuck out to you? Yeah, I haven't. Uh, <clears throat> honestly, I haven't gotten eyes on any games. Um, I've been... I've been working while they're on, but uh, first thing that jumps out to me is, I, I mean, group A is stronger than group B. Uh, I think that's a no-brainer. Switzerland being 4-0-0, I don't, I mean, I don't, maybe you can shed some light on that, but I don't know where that comes from.
0: Every once in a while, you you get like a spark out of Switzerland. Like, they're, they're never, they're kind of like their soccer team. Never consistently good, but sometimes great.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I I see they got Kevin Fiala and, and Nico he- Hershire or He Heesher, sure, yeah. He's sure Yeah. Uh I didn't realize those guys were Swiss, but uh that that's the biggest shock to me so far, and uh some of the games coming up, USA and Canada, I don't think they've played.
0: No, they had, the, they play each other their last game of the schedule.
1: Yeah. So I think they still I think the best games are yet to be played.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. And I wish I was paying more attention to Group B, like Switzerland, Russia. Um, Oh, they also have Yannick Weber on that Swiss team. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's actually not a bad team. Sorry, I'm like vamping while I I look at the... uh, Oh, they have Sven Andrigetto, Roman Yossi. Yeah, that's actually a decent Swiss team um i don't think yosi i think this is the first year in a in a few years that yosi's gone cuz they've been deeper in the playoffs um yeah i mean looking at this at this world championship it's always fun when USA and Canada are in the same group because i'm i it, it guarantees they play each other in the preliminary rounds and i think it leaves them open or gives them a better chance to play in the finals if they get there uh, someone, someone put out something about like chances that they see each other as they stand after four games, and I always, I'm always rooting for USA Canada final, I, and it yeah. never works out for me. Unless, it, <laughs> I mean, women's hockey, those those women are phenomenal on both sides, and but the USA has been victorious more so than the men's, and when they're building teams for the world championship, the USA usually falls on their face. But I think when you're kind of, like, piecing it together as as NHLers come over, I think the USA does better because they're basically just asking every American who wasn't already there to come over and play. And they usually get, you know, the best. I mean, Patrick Kane's their captain. They're going to be fine.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Another thing that stood out to me was because I I have these set up for alerts because I'm not able to watch them. And it's, like, Anthony Mantha, as a Red Wing fan, like, Anthony Mantha putting up points and – Philip Peronick is even, like, top 11 in points. It's it, it should give me hope for the future of Detroit. And, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how much this affects you if you see, like, uh, Kane or, or Debrinket, um putting up points. But I I want to be hopeful about the future, but I'm also, like, really skeptical about why are they succeeding here and not under the coach we got. And I understand there's probably better player players around them. But there's yeah. always that question in my head when I see these things come up.
0: Yeah, it's I mean – Kane and DeBrinkett are tough because like De just scored 40 goals and Patrick Kane's like a perennial superstar. I mean, should be like heart finalist. I I don't put a ton of stock into it. One, because you said there's a ton of really good talent around them, i.e. Kerry Price. Um not for not for the US, but that's why he's, you know, people think he's good. Yeah. And then you also are playing teams like Great Britain. So like Dylan, like, Dylan Larkin's game winner the other day is awesome, and that's good, and like, that's what the Red Wings fans know from him, and that's maybe what other NHL fans are seeing for the first time. But also, the average NHL fan isn't going to look twice at Anthony Mantha, where Red Wings fans are like, oh, that's great, but why is he succeeding? Maybe it's because he's playing Great Britain, and he put
1: up yeah. nine points. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah.
0: So I, I there's some stuff – there's good stuff to take away from – World Championships and there's stuff that you can ignore. I'm not a big fan of like this Hughes versus Caco battle in the World Champion. Like if one tournament's changing your viewpoint on a player, you didn't have a strong viewpoint on that player. Yeah, is that fair?
1: No, that's a good point. I'm on, I'm very much on the same page you are. I I was thinking that the other day because they keep bringing it up. Yeah. yeah. Especially when they played each other, you know, it's side by side, they yeah. kept showing side by side, and it's just like this. I, this is really isn't the place to compare them.
0: No, it's it's not, because they're playing with the best. Like whichever one of those two guys gets strats by the Devils is not playing with a world championship team. Like the, you're right. you're right. you can guarantee that. Um, and I mean, the closest of the the top three you would think is probably the Blackhawks. Like that's the there's more talent on the Blackhawks than the Rangers and uh, Devils. So like the closest you would see to to world championship Hughes or world championship Kako is probably next to like Patrick Kane and Alex to bring it. Yeah. So we're, we're not going into a devil's team. That's going to like, and it sounds like they're going to take Jack Hughes. I, I lean towards Kako, but I'm I like, I like these, when these Finnish guys come in, like Patrick line and everything, like they just bring something different to the NHL um, and they're exciting. And I think he, I think overall he's, he will be the better player but they seem all in on Jack Hughes. And I hope that like a stellar tournament by Kako doesn't change. Isn't what changes their mind.
1: Yeah. I'm slightly leaning towards Kako as well. I like to root for uh, American born players. And obviously it's where my heart and soul is. But I, uh, if I'm picking a guy I'm, I'm trusting the European, yeah. I think. And,
0: I, and it's easy for me to pick against an American. If it was like one of these guys gets into the league, obviously I'm taking Jack Hughes, but for who goes number one and who's going to be better overall? Listen, I th- I wish one of them would fall to three. I would love to see them on the Blackhawks,
1: but that's my next question for you. Yeah,
0: they're they're going one two. It sounds like Byram's going to go three. I don't hate it, and I'm also not keyed in on prospects like other people are. I just there's not enough time in the day for me to focus on the NHL, the <laughs> ECHL, and Whoever the hell else is playing in the Swiss league, right. that's not fair. I followed Matthews in the in the Swiss league, um, <laughs> but that does lead me to the first ever puck puck pass International Ice Hockey Federation World Championship quiz. Indiana What's Tech- the acronym for that? Uh, I believe it's IIHFWC. <laughs> um, so the World Championship, like we were just talking about, usually means new talent. And a lot of these guys were seen play for the first time with NHL competition. Um, and recently, now a lot of them have. So these, like, it's, this is a multiple choice. But in the last 25 or so years, there's been some studs to play for their country at the World Championship, including plenty, if not all, of the Calder Cup trophy winners. So, going, we're going back to 1994-95. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the year they won Rookie of the Year and how many golds they have for their country at World Championships. And then I'll, I'll read off the four possible answers. Like Okay. All right. So, we'll start in the 01-02 season. This man won two golds. For his country, should I give you the country of origin? Yeah, whatever. Um, he won two for he won okay. two golds for Canada. This isn't that doesn't really make it easier. The o one o two. I mean, are all
1: of the choices Canadian?
0: Not all of them. Not all of them. Uh, okay. 0102, Rookie of the year was it Joe Thornton, Barrett Jackman, Chris Drury, or Danny Heatley?
1: Two thousand one. Wait,
0: before you answer this, I should say, in the multiple choice answers, not all those guys were rookies that year. I
1: should say, right? That. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's go with Danny Heatley. You are correct.
0: Wow, I actually I underlined that one because I thought that would be the one you got wrong, just because Danny Heatley Healy is so forgotten.
1: He is so forgotten.
0: Um, uh, fifty R. R. P. To the Thrashers. Healy. Yeah, God, um, ninety
1: four, ninety
0: five. Calder Cup Trophy winner. He won two golds for his homeland in Sweden. Is it Daniel Alfredson Pavel Bure, Martin Brodeur, or Peter Forsberg?
1: Ninety four, ninety five. Uh, it would have to be who? Who would you say first?
0: Uh, Alpherson. Alfredson.
1: It would have to be Alfredson. It was Peter Forsberg. Wow,
0: he was a rookie. Yep, ninety four, ninety five Calder Cup. Um, uh, and also I wrote these answers <laughs> before I decided to give you the country of origin. <laughs>
1: Right, that, that's the first thing that popped in my head when you were like, should I give you the country of origin? And I was like, I bet all these uh, are not. I don't,
0: I don't care. But like, yeah, bro, Brodera's Canadian and Burry's Russian. So I probably gave it yeah, away. Yeah, I knocked
1: them out right away. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: the Okay, so you are let's one go. for two. Yeah, let's go uh, from here on out. Let's go no country of origin. See, see no country about. of origin. Okay. You should probably get this one.
0: Uh, these are all pretty recent from now on. 05, 06, He's won gold three times for his country at World world Championships. Is it Andrew Raycroft, Alexander Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, or Evgeny Gino Malkin? My cat.
1: Oh, man. my gut a tough one. My gut wants to say Sidney Crosby, but... My common sense also says you probably threw that in there, so I would say Sidney Crosby. Uh, yeah, let's. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Crosby. It
0: is Alex Ovechkin. Oh. He just edged out Sid for Rookie of the Year. Gino won Rookie of the Year next year. Um, but yeah, that is one of the biggest Crosby facts that people get wrong. He did not win Rookie of the Year that year. I going to not... brush up on my rookie of the year history. Yeah, dude, you're really lagging. Did you not get rookie of the year uh, for the soul or whatever that chicken soup thing is? Um, it's no an <laughs> old self help book. That's like oh, that's like a deep cut callback. Um, all right, so one for three. But your deductive reasoning skills are to be admired. I do <laughs> like how you're getting to these answers. Uh, real recent. This gentleman has won one gold for his country at world championships he also won the 2015-16 rookie of the year is it shane gossespierre Connor mcdavid artemi panarin or jack eichel i will give you a hint with this one think back to the previous question and remember how you got bamboozled, and then remember the answers for this one.
1: So it's got to be Jack Eichel.
0: Ah, Artemi Panarin. Ah, I did okay. My to be fair, you're one for three and a half because i <laughs> or you're one one and a half for three and a half because I just duped you. I didn't realize that like the one and the one and two thing. With Eichel McDavid would throw you off Panarin Trail. But yeah, um, McDavid obviously got hurt. And I think Gossus Bay was just in the top three because they needed a third. Uh, Jack Eichel, if I recall, not a great rookie season. So 1.5 for three point or 1.5 correct, 3.5. I don't know. You're not doing great.
1: Okay. okay. This, is,
0: this, <laughs> this is the last one. Pick it up. 2013-14. He's won gold one time for his country. Is it Jonathan Huberto, Jonathan Goudreau, Jonathan Marchiso?
1: Or Nathan McKinnon? Um this is this is like those multiple choice there. like is it one point one, negative one point one, yeah. square root of one point one or six. <laughs> uh so we got Marchiso Goudreau. See, I want to say Marcheseo's younger. I'm going to go with Johnny Hockey. Oh,
0: shit. Nathan McKinnon, the Nova Scotian kid. He took Rookie of the Year honors in 2013-14.
1: His name was Jonathan, so I counted him out.
0: That did. (laughs) (laughs) So the first two were by accident, and I was like, oh, I'll just go Marcheseo. (laughs) That rhymes. Um, but that was I do I love I love quizzes I'm a big trivia nerd um, so I'm glad that you were willing to do that I promise you will get better
1: No yeah it's I, fun I mean I look stupid as hell right now but that's okay I'm gonna uh, uh, I think <laughs> I'll think of a different game and we'll uh, we'll do this again next week I like
0: that. Listen it was I would love to tune in next week for another fun thing but um, <laughs> lots of fun things not just quizzes but I will say as I was like I kind of told you I was gonna do a quiz before I committed. To what the quiz was gonna be about. And my first two ideas definitely weren't gonna work. Um, so I was like, oh, world championships, I'm not gonna do that because we won't pay attention. And then rookie of the year just kinda came about. But I think it went pretty well. Um and you were close. I mean, a couple of those answers you were just waffling between the two. Um, I'm
1: kicking myself for the uh the Forsberg one because before we uh before you hit record, you were you're talking about Forsberg and I should have connected that you were probably looking at your notes.
0: Oh, yeah, that and who was the other guy? I was looking, Panarin. I started to say Panarin's name before we went live, and I was like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> if I say his name later, he's going to know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all the World Championship talk until we get later into uh, the knockout rounds. Only a few games left. I'm just, I, I have to root for USA Canada. Like That's the only matchup that, like, moves the needle for me as far as, like, international play.
1: Yeah, I, if that's the only matchup that I think I would schedule my day around to watch the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You're right. I mean, maybe USA Finland, if that's possible. I'm a Russia maybe. fan,
1: so I would I maybe watch Russia. Oh, yeah. But
0: I don't I don't mind watching Russia. Uh, any of those four, I'll take um, if they can be matched up against each other. You, you you just got to give me 90 seconds. Just give oh. me a second.
1: All right. I'll start the clock whenever you start.
0: What the hell is going on with the NHL? I, I kind of feel like I'm opening with the what's going on with airline food. But this is nutty. We talked about it earlier, and I was trying not to get too carried away because I knew this was going to be my rant this week. But are you kidding me with three straight rounds of – just putting your foot in your mouth, they have no idea. These situations don't really seem that uncommon, and we've gotten it wrong three times out of three in most people's opinion. And the NHL is just kind of like walking around. They know they have to make changes. They've acknowledged that changes have to be made. But it it can't be we're going to look into it. We're going to look into it maybe next year. Obviously, you can't install a new rule during the playoffs. But this has to be, like, they should be meeting about this now. There, There's too much outrage. It's too just flat-out embarrassing for the NHL as a whole. And I know these referees aren't, they don't represent the NHL in perpetuity. But for that game, they are absolutely the representative of the NHL. And when they don't know the rules or they can't decipher what's reviewable, what's not, When should we call this? And then they just flat out stop making certain calls because they don't want to end up like the last crew. You've got to make the calls. They're calling some of them as they need to be called, which I will give them credit for. But the fact that we can't review a hand pass, a hand pass, it's not like we're talking an accidental kick and a hand pass are two totally different things. I see that kind of brought up by a lot of people, I guess I should say on Twitter, we're talking about a hand pass. The guy makes the motion. I'm not even really sure why Timo Meyer did that, to be honest, because even if he slaps it straight down, he's not going to be able to play that puck. Jay Bo Meester's leg is not possession, so throw that out the window, please. This is disgusting, disgusting from the NHL that this has happened so much for one team, which I'm trying to leave out of it because that's – far and away its own issue. And Sharks fans will have to deal with that for a long time. We've, we've almost hit the point where Sharks fans have a decade before they complain about calls. But the rest of the NHL and the rest of fans, if they don't have a dog in this fight, they're just rolling their heads back, probably laughing at a league that is so far behind the times in so many different things. And then when we look at their rule book, they act like these things could have never happened. In a million years, there's no reason that we should be able to review these calls and then there's just nothing. And the Charlie McAvoy hit a couple uh, series ago. We talked about it. They couldn't even give him a major penalty. What is the NHL doing in the front offices or the owners meetings or GM meetings, whatever, to put these things on the forefront? Because every year we're talking about overtime and playoff format, which are important and they're big issues. But we've got to get the call right on the ice every time. And we've got to make sure – if we can't get the call right because of the way the rule's written, the first thing on our agenda should be that rule in particular. And I gotta be honest, in, in all my years of watching hockey, like as an adult, so like seven years, I've never really walked away from playoff series like this, kind of with my head down because you feel robbed. And that's what the NHL is doing, they're robbing us. And that's kind of it. That's my piece.
1: <laughs> yeah. It is extremely frustrating because, especially with what football or the NFL went through last season with the missed call, and you kind of felt as a hockey fan that you could hang your hat on the officiating in the NHL as opposed to the other leagues and what the other leagues are facing, and it's frustrating that we find ourselves in this spot now where it's just, it's a domino effect in this postseason where it's just, call after call after call is missed or wrong or this or that, or we can't review it. And frustrating it, is really the only word I can use to describe yeah,
0: it. And it, it, you, so you mentioned the NHL and like the the uh, Saints thing and you're right, but it also makes me think of when the NFL had replacement refs and like the fail Mary with the Seahawks and the, the Packers and whatever, mm-hmm. like those are regular season games. The NFL would never let this stuff stand in the NFL or in a playoff game. Never. And Batman and his little—it's just oh my god! I'm, like I'm, I'm about to go into another 90 seconds, so I'll just <laughs> stop it there. But uh, it sounds like we're on the same page with the fact that the the officiating's been terrible. The after effects—I think we're going to continue to disagree on, which I don't mind. Like I see where you're coming from, but I'm a big. If this doesn't happen, that's not even an issue. And like, if there's no hand pass, we're not even talking about Perron. I guarantee it. Right. Nobody even knows that Perron dumped the puck out of out of play. So and you're I mean, you're not wrong to bring that up, but I will like I'll fight you on that because that we're only talking about that because it's a missed call we can point to. And I just I can't believe that we're doing this again. So I yeah, was gonna say, I, what are you watching this weekend? But obviously, it's gonna be officiating.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, are we going into what to watch this week? This did, were you? Did you have another point on the referees? Uh, no. I mean, other than that, it's you just don't want to see them deciding games. And as much as I am dogging St. Louis fans for complaining because the Peron call was also missed, I, I do hate. Where, where, where we're where are at right now, and I tweeted out after the game. I said this is an all time awful way to win a game. So I sympathize with fans who, you know, felt like they got robbed. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really want to construe it. I guess I just. It's got to be better. It's just. It's got to be better.
0: Yeah, and that just be better. NHL twenty twenty, just be better. <laughs> um. But, yeah, let's get right into it. What are you watching this weekend?
1: Well, so we've got uh, no hockey tomorrow. There's a train going by it.
0: my apartment right now. Are you kidding
1: me? I can hear it. All right. Sorry about that. And we're back. What are you watching this weekend? <laughs> um, yeah, so there's no – we've got a game tonight. We've got – are we waiting oh for this train to pass?
0: Don't. Don't. Just ignore Everyone ignore the train. We I okay. got a soundboard. It's a train.
1: <laughs> um – so yeah, we're watching game four tonight. St. Louis should be mad as all hell. So I'm looking to see how they respond after the hand pass. Another thing that we can keep our eye on, though, is I'm gonna bring you back to worlds real quick. Ooh. Italy is 0 oh oh and five. Five losses. They've lost all five of the games. Good start. They have allowed allowed 38 goals and they have not scored yet. So <laughs> let's keep an eye on if they can put a puck in the net.
0: Somebody touch my spaghetti. <laughs> yeah no, that that's bad ladies and gentlemen if you're new to hockey that's bad um yeah <laughs> let's keep an eye on the italy goal tracker they have two more games let's see if italy can't get to three goals in their last two games
1: i think we should throw a party it's a tall them. order lasagna for I'm all zero, yeah i'm zero percent italian but...
0: uh my roommate's like 100 like 50 percent. he's like mex italian he doesn't cook or do anything Italian, but he'll celebrate with us.
1: Yeah, I hope he doesn't watch hockey Italian either.
0: <laughs> I think you <he> meant Italian <laughs> hockey, but yeah. Oh, watch hockey. I get it. Uh, yeah, you're in it. Yeah. God.
1: <laughs> what are you watching? Um,
0: well, I'm watching the game tonight, obviously. Uh, tomorrow, I'm actually going to horse races tomorrow.
1: Okay. Uh, right. It's
0: called the Radner Hunt Run Horse Races. Uh, it's out here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Uh, Mark Riley at Belly Up. He probably knows all about it as well. We're kind of from the same area. We're just just—we're going. We're going to have a good time. Crazy hats, open bar, horse races, gambling. Uh, the lady's going to come with me. We're going to have a really, really fun time. Uh, and it's supposed to be 70 and sunny for the first time in a long time. Uh, so we're going to go out and enjoy the weather. Uh, and then Sunday we've got another hockey game. Hopefully... A two two series going into five on Sunday, three PM. But uh yeah, Blue Sharks yep. game five Sunday. That'll be fun. But other than that,
1: probably yeah. just to watch
0: the inside of my eyelids. By the way.
1: <laughs> All right, well, I am in- sorry to cut you off. Yeah.
0: But either this week either you already heard it and you should go tweet it to her now, or next week we're going to have a new intro with our actual Twitter handles. Zach, your brother gave me the beat. Your little brother, little brother uh, gave us the music for it, and my amazing wife Stephanie, she uh, voiced over it, so that's who you heard or will hear. Uh, I don't know how much editing I'm going to do this weekend, so that kind of depends on whether or not we have that, but uh, big shouts to both of them. Is it Connor?
1: It is Connor, yep, CJ.
0: CJ Mac. thank you so much, uh, and at Steffi, whatever, I retweet her all the time. I don't know her Twitter handle, so... <laughs> Uh, Any last thoughts, NHL or otherwise, before we get out of here?
1: Sure. I was going to do for the listeners, uh, if anyone finds themselves in the area, you know where KJ is going to be this weekend. He just told y'all, if somebody can snap a selfie with him and tag our uh, podcast Twitter handle, which is at PuckPuckPassPod, I will send you a belly up shirt on us. That's
0: big. He also just forced me to get this podcast out tonight. So... Hurry up. Oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to get it done. It is. It's not even eight o'clock here on the East coast. So we're totally fine. Um, Do that. Come find me. I'm going to be wearing Stephanie bought me a shirt, a blue polka dot blue and white polka dot shirt and khaki pants and a big beard. Dude, this was fun. I like these episodes where it's, you know, where we're talking hockey as opposed to the other episodes where we're not talking (laughs) hockey, I guess. Um, Stanley Cup Finals should maybe possibly be started by the next time we record so look forward to that also possible special guest next week uh, we won't drop any names until we know for sure but stay tuned for that for Zach Mac, I am KJ thank you guys so much for listening we will talk to you, talk to you next week
1: catch you next week we saw- be sure to follow your hosts on Twitter at Gearholz K, at Belly Up Mac, and at Puck,
0: Puck Pass P-